This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. It is time for Silver and Black today, the Tuesday edition. Welcome back. Scott Branson and Mo Moten with you on our Odyssey original podcast. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe if you already don't. Drop it there. Say yes. Subscribe. Get auto download. That way, every time a show comes out, which is three, four times a week, sometimes more, depending what's going on, you will get the show there. So we appreciate that and appreciate you listening to Silver and Black today. Well, Raider Nation, you had the week off, sort of. The Raiders didn't play. They didn't lose. They didn't win. But you guys had a lot going on, and we'll talk about that in a minute. More drama in Raider Nation, of course. There has to be. But first of all, I have a very serious um, special announcement for folks out there, a group of folks that I'm really concerned with, and I just want to tell you I'm there with you. And that, of course, is Los Angeles Dodger fans. Dodger fans. Anyway. Um, just want to say, <laughs> okay, sorry. So yes, I'm a Padres fan and, and Mo said I would gloat and I haven't really gloated until just then. But anyway, two, there's a lot of Raider fans who are Dodger fans. So just let me enjoy this period of time. You've had the Dodgers make the Padres look like nothing over time, but the Padres have now beat two 100 win teams to advance to face the, uh, face the fight and fills of Philadelphia in the National League Championship Series. And uh, Mo, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of Dodger fans follow us here and you've been making a joke about it. And most of them have been good natured. My good friend, Dave Kindred, who always drops smart ass remarks to me on Twitter was telling me I was gloating and I was said I wasn't gloating. They're just a little butthurt. Well, I, I'm not gonna say anything because you know what happened to the Mets this year. I can't even I can't even say anything, but I'm actually used to the Mets fading 
late in the season, early in the playoffs. So this isn't new for me. So hopefully, just like you, I get to have my moment in the sun as, as a Met fan. <laughs> well, and then a reminder too, guys, uh, we, we talk about social media. We have such great interactions with folks in social media. Sometimes like Mo this week, you have to clap back at people who smart off a little bit now and then, but you just got to do that occasionally. You can follow Mo at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. He, of course, is a national NFL writer for Bleacher Report, also the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. You can also follow my work up on sportsnot.com and follow me at LV Gully and the show SNB Today. All right, Mo, let's jump in. There was you know some news early this week on Monday. As a matter of fact, yesterday, the Raiders placed cornerback Nate Hobbs on injured reserve. They signed cornerback Tavon Campbell to the practice squad and they released Bryce Cosby. This is a huge loss for this team. Now, Nate Hobbs, though, the last time we saw him before the injury, the first time that I thought he did not look good. Yeah, and that was that was in part because of the injury. But I will say Patrick Mahomes targeted him early and often. Didn't have a didn't have a good, good game either way. Uh, of course, he earned his stripes, his toughness. You admire that toughness, but in a game like this, as a bottom line business, you want you want to have effective cornerbacks on the field. And obviously, he wasn't effective while he was hurt. Uh, he goes on IR, so he's automatically going to miss four games. What this opens up is either the Raiders trade for a corner. Now, I know they picked up Tevin uh, Campbell, Tevon Campbell, who play actually played well with the Chargers, uh, forced a couple of force uh, forced a couple of fumbles. Had about four pass breakups in 2021, I believe. Very opp- opportunistic defensive back. But I think it's going to be time. Uh, our guy, Meek Robinson, is probably about to step up. Maybe undrafted rookie Sam Webb gets more reps. I would hope that Anthony Avery gets back in the mix. Of course, he broke his yeah. thumb in the season opener against the Chargers. If he can get back in the mix, Ian Rapport said he was facing a month-long recovery. So it's about that time where he could come back. And if he does, he'll likely play on the boundary. Well, and, and Mo, this is this is a story. I mean, we're seeing, <clears throat> listen, the NFL, there's attrition, right? Every team has to deal with injuries all season long. But I will tell you, this this Raiders defensive backfield, which has talent on it, you mentioned Nate Hobbs, uh, and is young, Amik Robertson, some guys are stepping up. It, it's not deep. And so to lose guys back there, to your point about the trade deadline, we're going to talk about the trade deadline later in the show as well. But when it comes to cornerbacks, there's some good cornerbacks that are going to be available. You're starting to see teams like we saw Carolina, obviously, uh, with the trade with Arizona yesterday. You're starting to see teams now as we get closer a couple weeks away from the trade deadline starting to do their fire sales. When you look at that cornerback position, if Nate Hobbs is out significant time past um, the requirement for the injured reserve, what what names might pop out to you on teams that are sort of already out of it looking to dump salary? Uh, two names pop out to me immediately. A lot of people ask me about William Jackson III already. He wants out of Washington. I believe there's a there's a scheme mismatch. He's more of a man corner. Uh, not a fit under Jack Del Rio. Uh, he struggled. When he, when he got mm. out of – he was with Cincinnati. The Bengals drafted him. Then he signed with Washington. Wasn't the same player. He was better in Cincinnati than he was at Washington. So you know something was up. But this is a guy that can line up on the outside and secure the boundary for you. And I think the Raiders should be interested. If if he's within their price range and he, the compensation is right, I would go get William Jackson to fill in. And maybe he can even start there for the remainder of the season. And when Nate Hobbs comes back, he can get back to his natural position in the slot. I wouldn't mind that. The other name that pops out to me 
isn't a big name because he's struggled since the, uh, he's been drafted in the top 10 by the Jacksonville Jaguars is CJ Henderson. I know a lot of people back away from because they say he can't tackle. I get it. But usually teams are willing to kick the tires on a former first round pick, especially a top 10 pick, because they realize that player has potential because uh, it's low risk, high reward. Right. So if he if he starts to live up to his first round top 10 potential, then you have a playmaker. If he doesn't, then you can just kind of discard him because the Panthers, as you just mentioned, trading Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals on Monday, they're in the mid, they're, they're saying they're not in the midst of a fire sale, but let's be honest, most of their guys are available except their cornerstone roster pieces. Yeah, and even then we're hearing Christian McCaffrey could be available. The cost is ridiculous and nobody's going to pay it, especially yeah. with his injury history. But we've heard mm-hmm. even that. One name at, in, in your hometown team there, Mo, and that is Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall was Sauce Gardner there in the Jets as well as the Jets are doing. Bryce Hall now might be a piece they might be willing to part with. What do you think about him and his fit with Patrick Graham in Las Vegas? I'd be willing to try it out. The only problem with Bryce Hall is that he has not looked good. Even in the preseason, I watched some of the Jets preseason games and he was getting toasted. (laughs) So Mm. if you're looking at recent Bryce Hall tape or film or games where he's played in, you're not going to like it. But if you think a fresh change of scenery can help him out, then yeah, sure. You put him up there because he's not getting playing time with the Jets with sauce and J.R. Reed over there. Well, it'll be interesting. And again, later in the show, by the way, we're going to talk about the trade deadline in the third segment and what the Raiders might be due. Could the Raiders, depending what happens, be sellers too? We'll talk about that coming up later. But first, I want to jump into a couple things that have happened over the bye week. After the the Chiefs game, of course, we saw the Devontae Adams photographer incident where he pushed the photographer. Turns out the photographer was a videographer for NFL, for the NFL, so works for the league. The Chiefs, excuse me, the Kansas City Police charge Devontae Adams with a misdemeanor assault charge. We don't know if there's going to be any civil lawsuit. Everybody seems to think this camera guy is, of course, going to do that. Uh, if he wants a career in the NFL, I don't think he will. But if he doesn't and he doesn't care, he may. But, Mo, this whole thing has bothered me just because, number one, there's no excuse for what he did. Uh, and and Devontae Adams quickly after the game, as we discussed on Monday night, last Monday, uh, apologized. Uh, he's a good dude, Devontae Adams. He's not a bad dude. He's not Antonio Brown. He doesn't have any record of being a jerk off. Okay, so we understand that. He apologized. He meant it. It's all good. Let's move on. Raider fans, some of them, are dissecting it like it's the Kennedy assassination Zapruder film. Like, well, he didn't shove if you look from this angle. It's like, don't excuse the action. It's just what happened. Now, the severity of the injuries, that's fair game. I think it's its pretty crappy. You don't know for sure, but listen, it looks like the guy was fine. But to, I find that there's this excuse-making going on. There's a second point I'll get to, which is much more inflammatory. But this whole point of trying to dismiss that what he did was wrong, I think is wrong. Yeah, there's no doubt what he did is wrong. But you have to understand, Scott, as long as Devontae Adams is a Raider, Raider fan, so there's going to be a portion of Raider fans who are going to defend him. If Devontae Adams was the Kansas City Chief, those same people <laughs> would not be defending him. So let's no. That's what it boils down to is that they want Devontae Adams to play. They want him to be sure. available because, you know, there's a possibility that he could be suspended. And they, you know, if losing him would be a big blow, especially with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller 
not looking like their normal selves. So they want him to be on the field. But yeah, no doubt what he did was wrong. And he apologized for that. So he understands what he did was wrong. He did the moment, but you can dissect it however you want. Uh, litigation is going to take over now and it's out of his hands. Now the decision comes down to what the league finds an investigation. Now the league said they're going to wait for the legal process to play out for them to make a decision. So we'll see how that plays out. Right. And, and again, wrong, but I agree with the fact that no, he should not be suspended. Okay. No. Will he get fined when they rectify the, the legal stuff? Yes, he'll get fined. That's okay. No problem there. I get it. When you, It's just like if you hit somebody on the field with an illegal hit, you get fined. I think Devontae Adams is fine. And you move on. That was my point is people making much more out of it. Then I'm going to get into, it's a little bit of a third rail here. So excuse me, Mo. Um, you might want to log off. Um, but... The other right, thing that I the other thing that I saw <laughs> was people making this into a quasi racial issue. Why aren't people talking about Brett Favre, but they're talking about Devontae Adams? And I just don't understand the logic there. Look, the Brett Favre stuff is explosive. I don't know about everybody else when they say it hasn't been covered. I've seen it everywhere. Is it on uh, Sunday morning football or good morning football every day? No, because it wasn't on the football field. It's not football related. When did Brett Favre retire, by the way? A while ago. Okay. So, so nobody cares about Brett Favre as a football player right now. Brett Favre as a former football player, Hall of Famer, who may have committed and is alleged to have committed fraud absolutely a big story. It has its place and no one's forgetting about it, but whether it's Stephen A. Smith or somebody else pontificating on some network about, well, you see all this Devonte Adams stuff, but you see nothing about Brett. Why is suddenly apples and oranges having to be compared and assuming to be the same thing? I don't understand the selective outrage. And again, Mo, I'm the white guy here, but I think it's like a pseudo racial thing. And I don't understand it. Cause I don't look, I look at crime or bad behavior as crime or bad behavior, whoever commits it, okay? Devontae Adams, nothing compared to what Brett Favre's accused of, okay? But it's it's modern football. It's a guy who's on the field who did it during or post-game. Am I wrong here? What am I missing? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think the part you're missing here is, first of all, a lot of there are still some people out there who don't know what Brett Favre is alleged doing, because <laughs> uh, you you have to do. You have Research. to do some. You have to do some reading to really get into the disgusting what? act that alleged act that Brett Favre stuff that Brett Favre was involved in. With Devonte Adams, there was video that circulated around all of social media as soon as it happened. So mm. that's easier to react to. You're going to get a quicker reaction because the video is there and you can see it. it's a quick action. 
But Brett Favre, you have to actually do some research. You know, a lot of people don't want to do any research. The other thing is, I think it also depends on who you're following. If you're following mostly NFL accounts, yeah, they're not going to talk heavy about Brett Favre. Brett Favre has been retired for 12 years. Right. So that's not going to be the lead story on anything NFL related because he's been out of the league. Devontae Adams is, is a star wide receiver currently active. So, of course, that's going to be the lead story, him shoving a, a cameraman photographer because of the impact it has on the game. That's what people there on these NFL networks are there to talk about. Players in the game before they talk about players outside of it. That It's just a matter of... To me, it's just a matter of common sense. There. It's it's a it's a good point. And to your point about reading, I read too much, and so um, I see it. I saw it in more mainstream publications, newspapers, whether it's the Wall Street Journal, whether it's Yahoo News, whether it's CBS News, CNN. It's covered there more because you're right. It's off the field. He's been t- retired for 12 years. But just a thought there. And again, Devonte Adams, good dude, made a mistake. It's done with. I don't know why people are wanting to argue that it wasn't as bad as it look people who hate the Raiders are going to use it and say that he's a bad guy and he deserves to be in jail. That's just fandom talking. It means nothing. So you don't have to analyze the film. He pushed the dude it's over with. And I think people should move on. So that's my, my, my two cents on that. The other thing was, and this one, again, we have been very critical on this show over the last couple of weeks of Darren Waller and his play or lack thereof including his missing of the Chiefs game. We talked about it in the post game last Monday significantly. Darren Waller goes with his girlfriend, Kelsey Plum, who, by the way, is a San Diego born and bred product. She grew up in San Diego, went to high school in San Diego, won an WNBA championship with the Aces and all 14 people who watched it. And she was in San Diego for the first pitch. She threw the pitch out uh, of game three. Okay, at the Padres game, Darren Waller was with her. So the picture you sent it to me, actually, I was so excited. I tweeted it. I said, Darren Waller, he's got some good taste. He might not be playing well on the field, but at least he's got the right jersey on, right? You would have thought that Darren Waller robbed a bank, and then when he robbed a bank, he went to an orphanage, stole all the toys, gave it to the Grinch, and then he did something else terrible, right? So Darren Waller, who was injured, and I understand fair criticism, fair criticisms, but what do you want the guy to do, Mo? He's on a break. Should he lock himself in his room or should he sit in a hot tub or ice for that hamstring for six straight days? Scott, don't you understand? You don't play well on the football field. On your bye week, you're supposed to sit in your room, cry in your pillow, yeah. cower out, never come outside, and not have any fun with your life until you catch a couple of touchdowns. That's how it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because before I sent the pick to you yeah. as a Padres fan, I, you know, knowing you were a Padres fan, I actually retweeted the pick and I said, I spy with my eye. And that's an inflamm- That's a non-inflammatory tweet. All I said was, I spy with my eye, meaning I see what I see, which is Darren Waller. And people people responded to this week saying, oh, what are you trying to say, Mo? Oh, he's just with his girlfriend. He's just having fun. And I'm just like, guys, and this is what you saw. That you, I'm just like, I didn't say anything terrible about Darren Waller. I didn't say he was a bum. I didn't say, why is he out with his supposed reported girlfriend? Why is he at a Padres game? Why is he winning? I didn't say anything bad about Darren Waller. I just said, I see Darren Waller with Kelsey Plum before the Padres game. And people just took that and ran with it. And it goes to show how inflammatory and how and how 
extreme Twitter can be. You can oh, take yes. something, you could take something so innocent and people will turn it into this, the biggest statement ever. And I was like, wow, this is how much is coming out of Darren Wall not playing well. Now I get it. There is a one in four. He's not playing well. So he's going to get that. But for me as a person, just retweeting it, it was just like, oh, Mo, what are you trying to say? And if people know me on Twitter, if I want to say something about a player, I'm going to say it. I'm not yes, going to throw are. it out as a, as a veiled shot or, or, or just be kind of passive aggressive about stuff. If I'm going to say something about Darren Waller or, or criticize him, I'm going to say it. But that moment wasn't one of those moments. I just said, hey, it's Darren Waller at the Padres game. No, and you bring up a good point because my good friend and former colleague at Raider Nation Radio, JT the Brick, tweeted out on Monday about Tom Brady yelling at the offensive line of the Buccaneers. He said, see, here's what a real quarterback does. He calls him out on the field. He doesn't do it at the press conference. He doesn't do it in the locker room. So guess what that meant to, to a lot of Raider fans, right? That meant he was saying Derek, Derek Carr does that. And he was not saying, and, and, and JT responded, he was not saying that. I've done this, and I, truth be told, experiment occasionally, and I will tweet something and just see what people respond. I'm trying to see what, how they read it, because you can make an innocent statement and people read into it. So that piece of it, but Darren Waller being at a baseball game, Devontae Adams was at Fresno State for his jersey retirement. Then he was at the NASCAR race. Now, I know he wasn't hurt, but he did shove a photographer. Should he have stayed home too? Should he have put himself under house arrest and punished himself for the week? I mean, I just, and I get it. Look, Darren Waller, the basketball game back in the preseason, we go all back to that. If Darren Waller was playing like a champ, people would have been just ecstatic that he was at the Padre game, uh, unless they're Dodger fans. Uh, but but other than that, it, it just, what, what is your expectation, fans? What is your expectation of people? Is your expectation that when they lose or perform badly, they should flog themselves with a leather whip. I mean, I don't understand this, this, this people feel like they owe, they owe, they owe them some sort of public humiliation. It's crazy. You, Scott, you always remind me of this offline that Twitter is a very, very small <laughs> true portion of our society. So the idiots and fools that you hear on Twitter screaming about you know, Darren Waller shouldn't leave the house because he's not catching touchdowns. It's a very, very small group of people. Because I'm sure if you go up to people out in the street, the normal, uh, even people, those same people who are screaming on Twitter, if you find them out in real life, they don't have those extreme opinions. It's just, <laughs> it's just Twitter. There are people, a lot of people just tweet things for retweets and likes and for attention. That's I'm true. sure a lot of people understand that, okay, he's not playing well but he's not going to lock himself in a bedroom until the Raiders play the Texans or he's healthy enough to play football again. It's just not a, it's not a realistic expectation. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Uh, but there's crazy out there, especially on Twitter. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up segment number one. When Mo and I come back, we're going to talk about the Raiders, the next five, six games. How does it look for them? This, the percentage of chance that the Raiders make the playoffs is like under 20%, right? But does that matter? What are actual real expectations for this team? Can they still make the playoffs with a nice run here in the middle of the schedule? We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere or we'll find you. 